Please note that the following podcast includes discussions of crimes and violence. It may contain graphic descriptions that could be disturbing to some listeners. The show also features talk about the consumption of cannabis, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. fishing shack again we figured it was only fitting and maybe we should make this like an annual thing absolutely yes (laughs) (laughs) it's so awesome we're here and obliterated completely i'm amazed i was able to hit record (laughs) it's the secret will be when we end the episode if you can find (laughs) <laughs> oh, but the thing, I record. should be able to because it's like this isn't Zoom. That's true. So this is a different. Yeah, this is the the ice fishing shack. So I I don't have access to the internet. Right. Oh. No. I guess yeah, it has to be fast internet. Yes. <laughs> so we are recording uh, with my laptop in the ice shack. Hi. Hi, Linnea. Hi. <laughs> so high. So very, very high. It's <laughs> awesome. There's, uh, we got a bunch of, uh, rods out and a camera and the fish. They're swimming around. That's about it. It's like Dory. Just keep swimming. <laughs> exactly. They all have that look on their face, too. Well, kind of a shocked and surprised look, you know, as fish do. <laughs> Constantly. <gasps> Where'd that come from? Oh. Where'd that come from? Oh, I got you. I looked at the camera because I thought you saw something. Oh, well, that's <laughs> usually accurate. <laughs> I apologize. There will be chip crunchy sounds because Linnea is snacky. And I brought snacks. So many snacks. So this is episode 52, Getting High with True Crime. <laughs> Crunched. I'm sorry, I'm hungry. Good thing this is a shorter episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't choke. Yeah, that would be bad. Because mm-hmm. I think we're too high to do CPR. I'll go ask for help. <laughs> what, by holding people who are like drunk off their asses right now around us? Fair enough. doesn't hurt, though. That's yeah, fair. <laughs> it's worth a shot. Okay. So today we're talking about uh, Nina Cordapat. So Nina was a beautiful 13-year-old girl 
uh, with many talents, very creative. Mm-hmm. Um, she was born October 3rd, 1991 in Edmonton. Al- Ooh, I said that weird. You hear me? Edmund. No, no, that's the right way. I said it wrong. Anyways, Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, she was an adventurous young child. And as she grew, she developed a strong compassion for others, often found complimenting and giving kind advice to others around her, especially to those who were being bullied by others. So she was, you know, there to support the underdog. A kind girl. Yeah. Uh, in grade six, Nina participated in the D.A.R.E. program. Um, so those who don't know, D.A.R.E. stands for Drug Abuse Resistance Education. And this program was founded in 1983 and has been considered quite successful and has been implemented in numerous schools across Canada and the United States. The program is a police officer-led series of classroom lessons from kindergarten through grade 12, uh, teaching kids how to resist peer pressure as well as how to live drug and violence-free lives. Often, uh, kids would sign a pledge to abstain from doing drugs at the end of the program. So, when Nina was eight years old, her family moved to a different area of Edmonton, and while they were there, um, they had some issues. Nina started playing jokes on her mother, such as hiding outside at night just to jump out and scare her, um, things like that. Um, Sometimes she would joke around with others by saying that she was being abused at home, not knowing the potential consequences of those statements. Oh, they're so bad. So, uh, Picha, Nina's mother, and her father had tried to correct Nina's behavior, but Child Protective Services was already starting an investigation. Um, None of the social workers uh, looking into the case were able to find evidence of Nina's claims, though, so she was never removed from the home. The family soon moved to the west side of Edmonton, and this seemed to have a positive effect on Nina's behavior. She seemed to be a lot happier. Uh, She played with her two younger siblings, and she seemed to be enjoying her time with her family more, even making breakfast for everyone on the weekends. Of her family, Nina was closest to her oldest brother and, and her mother. She would always confide in her brother, and her mother, was, uh, who was learning to speak Cree, would teach Nina new, any new words she learned. Uh, they were very close. Nina, being the creative young girl she was, was involved in the Boys and Girls Club of Edmonton, acting in many of their plays um, that they would put on each year. So Nina soon took uh, a major interest in modeling, often bugging her mother to get her set up with a modeling agency. And in the summer of 2004, she was able to win a modeling contest, which in turn uh, would enroll her in the Chan's International Professional Modeling Program. It's a lot of words. It is. I'm so high. So hot. It's warm in this shack. That doesn't help. We might have hot boxed it a little bit. Yep. It's okay now. We opened the door. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I want. There we go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Candy. Mm -hmm. So, um. Picha said that uh, even though Nina could challenge the rules sometimes, she would always call home and she would always be home on time when she said she would be. 
so she kind of turned into a, a little a, rebel. Like a good kid, though. Yeah, from rebel to, like, badass. Or... I caught it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it was not a fish. No. Um, <laughs> But she's, yeah, she seemed to come around, yeah, in her attitude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was stuck to my back molar, so I was, like, trying to get it off. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, March 30th, 2005, uh, Nina told her mother that she wanted to spend the weekend at a friend's house. Um, this was a friend who had been in Nina's life for years, and they were joined at the hip. But a couple days later, Picha received a call from the mother of the friend asking <laughs> to speak to her daughter, as she had been told that her daughter was sleeping over at Nina's house. Oh, the classic switch and bait, hey? I've never done that. Oh. <laughs> I was just, I just told mom, I was like, uh, can I have a sleepover at so-and-so's? I've never done that either, if you're listening, mom. <laughs> <laughs> As she suspiciously looks around. Like, Ooh, nobody can see me. <laughs> okay, it then became known to Picha that this friend of Nina's had made a habit of running away for a few days at a time. Mm. Uh, the friend's mother told Picha that she was sure the girls would grow, show up within a couple days. Despite this information, Picha was worried. She began calling around everywhere she could think of, uh, like the U shelter and all of Nina's friends, but no one had seen her. Mm. After phoning around, Picha fell back onto the words uh, Nina's friend's mother had said and just told herself that Nina would turn up in a day or two. Picha did not call police to report her missing because of all the history they had had with child and family services. So, yeah. They kind of put her in a rock and a hard place there, didn't they? A little bit. Yeah. Um, it was two days later that Picha heard about the discovery of the body of a girl around Nina's age um, that had been found at the Edmonton Springs Golf Course. Mm. Um, and it was... I. Th- I can't remember if I touch on it in here, but it was um, the fourth hole. Okay. And just some way down on the fairway. And you can actually look maps and you can see where. Mm-hmm. So that would mm-hmm. be weird. Knowing that, if I ever went there to golf, I'd be like, oh, you just know. I'm going to skip this hole. Maybe they might have moved to the hole. It's just a shame. Oh. Mm-hmm. Poor mama. That's a shitty way to find out about your child. Yeah. Potentially. Okay. Hmm. So. Um, so it was then that Picha immediately called the Edmonton police. The police asked her many questions. They asked her also for a picture of Nina. Um, most likely to compare to the body, I would assume. Mm-hmm. And people, uh, police came back the following day. And it was then that Picha knew the dead girl was her 13-year-old daughter, Nina. Mm. Uh, Okay, so it was believed that Nina knew two of the accused in the case. um, And that she had gone uh, with them willingly to the Edmonton Springs Golf Course um, after being told that they were going to go to a rave. So, completely under false... Pretenses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the suspects, um, those convicted, were identified through security footage obtained from West Edmonton Mall, where they had lured Nina. Um, yeah. Uh, Nina, her Nina's body had been found on April 4th, 2005, on the fairway of the fourth hole at Edmonton Springs Golf Course. Uh, 
It was determined that she had died from blunt force trauma. The motive for Nina's death was a ritualistic blood killing. The accused believed in sacrifice, and it was even said that after killing Nina, they had gone on the hunt for another girl they knew who trusted them so they could rape and kill her too. Like, immediately after. Ritualistic killing? I'm so disturbed by people that use that as a... An excuse? Yeah. Yeah. Like... Um, the three males involved... So there's five people, so it's three males, two females. Um, the, all three of the males um, had raped Nina before she was bludgeoned to death. The youngest female, often referred to as Buffy uh, in the media as her real name cannot be used, uh, held Nina down by placing her foot on Nina's stomach while she was both raped and then beaten with a hammer until she died. So five people consisting of two adults and three youth were charged in connection with Nina's murder. Michael Briscoe, uh, one of the charged, was initially acquitted of his charges, um, but later on the acquittal was reversed and a new trial was ordered. And that was 2008 in June. Yeah. Jo Joseph Labucane uh, was convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. He tried to appeal in 2008, but the appeal was denied. Wow. One of the youth charged uh, pled guilty and was also sentenced to life in prison, but with a chance of parole after 10 years. One of the... Where's my foot? Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Sorry. It's okay. Mouse? <laughs> Mouse? No. Weird. Fish! <laughs> uh, okay, so... Okay, so one of the female youth that was charged in connection to Nina's death um, was charged with manslaughter, kidnapping, as well as aggravated sexual assault. She was also tried and convicted as an adult. She received 12 years minus 3 years uh, for time served. The other female youth was charged with second degree murder and aggravated sexual assault. In 2009, she was convicted and sentenced to four years in custody, as well as three years supervised probation. That's all yet. There's not a lot to that one, really. Uh, those kids, like, okay, so I've learned that apparently in the States recently, they started going after the parents of of school shooting kids and... Yeah. Um, like, if they can prove that they blatantly knew... Mm-hmm. So one particularly came up the other day. The kid had taken the gun that his parents had bought him as a Christmas gift mm -hmm. and shot four of his classmates, his fellow classmates. And, like, so now they've charged the parents. And the mom's gone for, like, 60 years or something to jail. Yeah. And they're going after the dad as well. And Well, and, I mean, yeah, they're manslaughter charges, but it's... Like, in that case, they knew and were well aware that he was saying he was going to hurt himself and others. Yes. And they still went out and bought him a gun for Christmas. Uh -huh. Like, And he used that gun to kill his classmates. So, in cases like this, the youth here, yeah. their parents need to be dealt with. And I know I, I that's the U.S. justice system and the Canadian, and it, they're, none of them are the same. But, like, in this kind of thing, like, why are these kids out Mm -hmm. In the middle of the night with adults. Yeah. Like, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. 
And then, of course, they all got time off because of custody and time served and yeah. not, like... Well, and this one took a couple of years to get processed through initially, I think. Because mm -hmm. I think it was almost a year before they actually saw a courtroom. Which is also, I think, just... That's an inconceivable thing. They took a child's life. They should have been processed, like... Mm -hmm. Ahead of a lot of other things, I'm sure. I gotta put some wood on the fire. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep talking though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I'm here. Spend a fun day fishing. <laughs> Okay, here she comes. I'm back. Woohoo! Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that is Nina Quarterpat. Yeah. And just be careful of those, I guess, even who you trust to some degree. So. Absolutely. Ooh. It's hot in there now. <laughs> Yay, I didn't have to stoke it too much. Yeah. But, yeah, just, you know, be careful. Know your surroundings, know your crowd, the crowd you're with, and the ones who are there with them. So, just use your brain, common sense. Yeah. Be smart. Yeah. And kids, don't run away from home. Don't lie to your parents. It's really not worth it. Agreed. Yeah. Also, kids, stop listening. It's not a kid-friendly show. <laughs> right. As the disclaimer in the beginning says so. <laughs> We're like, Mom, Linnea said this on the on the podcast. Wait, what? <laughs> no, wait, what? What? <laughs> wait, what? What? <laughs> yes. So yeah, and with that, I think today lifted. Yoo-hoo! <laughs> Whatever you breathe, I breathe in. Whatever you believe, I believe in. Whenever I fall, you're bleeding When I just can't sleep, you're the reason It's contagious Can't escape it They call us outrageous Can't sustain this Second hand smoke, it's a thriller, oh It's gonna kill us, but I'm no quitter, no Second hand smoke, our little secret, oh We're gonna keep it, cause it's all we know Got that Bonnie and Clyde kind of love Ride or die, got me high kind of love Share a heart, share a mind kind of love Never gotta ask why kind of love It's contagious Can't escape it They call us outrageous Can't sustain this, no Second hand smoke, it's a thriller, oh It's gonna kill us, but I'm no quitter, no Second hand smoke, our little secret
fast, but I'm no quitter, no. Second hand smoke, our little secret, or we're gonna keep it. Take another hit, another hit now We're never gonna quit